Welcome to Time Limit, the podcast about making the most of our limited time at work and on each of our projects. Today, we will be talking about remote work and the effect it has on our time. Today, uh, it's the same crew we've had for a little while here. John is on from Team Gantt. Howdy. And Brett is with us today as well, Brett Harned. Hey. And the cool thing is, Brett is not on as a guest anymore. He is now officially part of Team Gantt. He has joined the team here full time. Yes, I have. Yes, and now <laughs> we're welcome. Thank you. Thanks we're, for having me. Yeah, we're super we're super excited about this uh, new chapter with Team Gantt and Brett. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know a little bit about Brett's background and the expertise and experience uh, that he brings to to the podcast and to the company. So we're super excited about this. So Brett, just to catch up with you, I know you have been doing some traveling recently and uh, some some events. If you want to fill everybody in on what you've been up to recently. Sure. So a couple of weeks ago, I had two trips in, I think, like three days or something like that. Wow. So I was in Minneapolis speaking. Uh, I gave a keynote at a new event for digital project managers. It's called Manage Digital. Um, that happened in Minneapolis. Um, that was a good time. They had about 140 people for a first conference. It was kind of fun. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, topics were great. They had breakout sessions and keynote presentations. It was definitely a, a good one-day event. And then I went home for about eight hours and turned around and went to Belize for an event called Owner Camp. And that was, I think, a three-day event, um, kind of like a roundtable-style uh, moderated conversations. So I actually moderated a couple of conversations about process and estimation, um, all with people who own agencies. So it's always a, a good time to to go and meet some new folks, get their perspective on the way that they work, the way that they kind of have or do not have project management in their companies, um, or how they're handling project management um, is always a, a topic of conversation there. So yeah, that was me. So now I'm back home for, for a little bit. All right, man. Well, welcome back. Speaking of travel, we are talking about remote working this week and talking about the benefits of it and, you know, how to implement it and, you know, just different tips and tricks that, that we've all learned over the years with this. Uh, Team Gantt's a fully remote company. And we want to start off just asking, you know, John and Brett, what do you guys see as benefits of remote working or what do you like about it? Uh, for me, I think it's like a, a focus and an efficiency thing where I'm really able to limit my distractions and I'm really able to just kind of get down and dirty kind of with what I need to do. Uh, and then on times when I'm feeling like I need to change, you know, I do have control of my environment. I can go, you know, outside and work or I can go to like a park that's nearby or a coffee shop. I sort, you sort of get that flexibility. But, you know, for me, the big thing is I'm just I'm able to get that alone time where I'm able to focus and really just kind of get get to work and get stuff done. Yeah, I totally agree. I think for me, the focus thing is is a really big deal. I think um, being in an office, especially in a role, in a project management role, you're torn in so many different directions and people can get your attention when whenever they want. And working remotely, I mean, I think you have to work a little bit harder on those communications, but it's much easier to get that focus time that you need to get work done. I also think I like the flexibility of it. Like you were saying, going, being able to go and work in a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's not as much about going to a coffee shop as it is, is like going to sit in a more comfortable chair, <laughs> sitting yeah. on the couch, yeah. <laughs> moving around the house a little bit, sitting outside under an umbrella when the weather is nice. Mm -hmm. Like I love that part of it. I think it contributes to my overall happiness levels. Which in, helps in with creativity way. and absolutely stimulates, you know, just moving to a different room or a different, yeah. you know, different place outside can really stimulate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
So Nathan, you already mentioned Team Gantt is a remote company. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Sure. Yeah, this goes back to really we started remote out of kind of out of necessity because it was just John and I to start. And we just would start Saturday mornings over at my house in the basement. <laughs> and uh, we would just work together then. And then when we eventually transitioned to full time, we just you know, then we just continued that where John would work from his house, I'd work from my house. And uh, we would plan usually like Tuesdays, I think we got together over at his house for a while, actually in your parents' basement for a yeah, while. <laughs> yeah. Then then the shed. And then the shed. We worked out of a shed for a while. It was a nice, a it was time. an office shed. It was a nice shed. Don't worry. <laughs> I had heat. I had air conditioning <laughs> yeah. and a lot of windows. Yeah, we had that for a while. And then we, uh, then we did, you know, just out of our houses. And then just recently we... We actually got a little office space for everybody. But that, even that, we still, we typically all work from home most of the week. And we come in, you know, just like a, about a day and a half or so in the office just to get a little FaceTime and work on some specific planning or, or different projects that we need to and discuss different things. But we're still primarily remote. Most of the company is is remote. We hired everybody as, as remote employees and Everyone's kind of all spread out throughout the U.S. And that's that's why we started uh, that way. It's just it was just natural. It just it just fit. It's what we were doing. And there was no reason to spend the overhead and and money on an office for for two of us. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't broke. So exactly. (laughs) That definitely makes sense. Well, we should mention we're actually in the office now. That's true. Which is cool. Like there is a meeting place <laughs> that, for us. Yeah. So we can record our podcast yeah. together now. We don't so. have to go to a family member's house to, to yeah. record a podcast <laughs> or video, which is cool. So it's <laughs> nice to be here. So I think a lot of companies want to be remote. Um, they read all the articles and um, resources online. So maybe you can build on that a little bit. What are what are some of the benefits of being a remote company? Yeah, I think it's something, I think, you know, it's something a lot of companies have started doing recently. I was reading an article recently in Fast Company. It was uh, was talking about Amazon, but it was really talking about how Zapier and GitHub and WordPress and Vision Buffer, Dribble, all these companies are remote, you know, and these are big, pretty big tech companies. And I think, you know, it's just, there's so many benefits with cutting out travel time, cutting out the chatter time. It's a big recruiting thing. I mean, we've, we've definitely hired a number of people mm-hmm. that they wanted to come here because they were looking for a remote job. And they were people that were really talented and really good and would have been hard to get. And we probably couldn't have convinced them to move to Baltimore. No way. Um, but they were people that were like, hey, if I get the chance to work remotely and they like the company and the culture and what they'd be working on, then it, you know, it's a really great way to, to recruit people. Opens up that talent pool a lot. Too, it, right? it, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. Cause if we had to go with just Baltimore, I mean, there's certainly talent in Baltimore, but it's harder to find. And it's, sure. um, you know, the, the net's huge when you open up to, re- to remote working. Of course you save on the office budget. You know, we went without an office for eight, eight years, something like that. Yeah. Good eight years probably. And even now, the office we have is, is small, and it's set out in the country, and <laughs> it's it's in the middle of a bunch of farms, so it's still a very low-budget office, but it's nice, and it's central to where we work. For me, benefits definitely come in, in spades. I think just being at home and having my own space is something that I really like. You know, I live in the suburbs now. Before I was in the city, in the city, it was there was a lot more for me in terms of, like, connections and meeting people yeah. for lunches and stuff. Sometimes now I feel a little bit kind of on my own, um, but that's why working with a team like Team Gantt and being active and interactive with people throughout the day is kind of important to me. Um, but I really don't think that I would ever give it up. 
Like I, I really like working remotely. Yeah, I think same here. I think just being able to really control your environment and limit your uh, interruptions. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I think for me, like another benefit is that when I started working from home, we decided we could get a dog. Like our kids had been begging <laughs> us for a dog uh, for years and we couldn't do it because we were never home and there's no way you're going to get a puppy and just like leave it all day. You know, it's it's those kinds of things like quality of life, I think, just kind of goes up when you're when you're able to be more flexible and kind of control your schedule a little bit more. It's nice. What about, you know, thinking about other companies who are trying to step into this or people who are working at companies and they're all located in one place, but really trying to make the case for going remote. Like, do you have any recommendations for those people? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is try it out as a test. Um, you know, whether it's like a, just a couple people within your company or a, or a division, just try it out, give it, you know, give it a couple of weeks, give it a month and just see how it goes. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it too, is just, uh, one of the first things is earning your boss's trust, you know, making sure that you've kind of got that, that relationship in place. And uh, I mean, I've, I've, that's going to help in a lot of ways when, when you want to get things done, but especially if you want to try and get someone to change, because some people are pretty stuck on, they want to see you in your office in your seat. Yeah. And they think if you're not there, you're not really working. Mm -hmm. So you got to have that trust as one thing. And then another is being able to explain all the benefits of working from home. So I think if you, if you can do that um, and you can ease their concerns a little um, mentioning that it's a test will probably help, you know, so they don't have to commit long-term. Mm-hmm. And then using a good using good project management tools, keeping things updated, regular communication, and being available uh, to talk, and just you know showing the results. And and in the end, you really just don't screw it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, just don't screw it up and show them that you can get things done. And and I think just run that test. I think would would say a lot if it goes well. Yeah, I mean, I think you can tell them the benefits all day long, but until you're able to actually produce results, it's, it's not going to matter. That's mm -hmm. so true. I worked for a company that was located. So when I was at Happy Cog, an agency, we were in Philadelphia and then um, we merged with another agency and that agency moved to Austin, Texas. So we were co-located. Um, so we're kind of remote working, not really, but nobody was really working from home. It was kind of like mm. an honor system. If you had to work from home yeah. for the day, you would. And that shifted over time, I think, because as people, well, first of all, as a manager starts to trust the people who are working on their team, then it makes it easier. And it's like, yeah. if you trust someone, then you're okay with them working from home. You know that mm -hmm. maybe they might not end up being in front of their computer all day like they would in an office, but they're making up that productive time in other ways, right? But I think it's a, a much bigger challenge to go from being located in one place and then being co-located um, and then going fully remote. Like some of the, the biggest issues we were dealing with is time zones. So, yeah. you know, one team working in central time, one team working in Eastern Standard Time, um, that would kind of lead to this weird feeling of like oh well they like they got to jump on the day uh, like they're doing more or like they're doing less like the really hmm. weird things or that they're I think, working late they're getting more done than I right am. Yeah. right or just like you know an important conversation needs to happen first thing in the morning and that first thing in the morning happens to be like 7 30 8 a.m for the people in the other time zone mm -hmm. so it's like you have to think about what's fair and reasonable for yeah, those yeah. other people and it's the same for us like we have coworkers in in other time zones um mm -hmm. so it's definitely always a consideration 
um, and the communication challenges. Did you guys ever run into like, you know, Office A thought it was better than Office B kind of thing? Definitely. Yeah, competition. Huh. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say it was like always, it wasn't like a prevalent thing, but it was always a consideration. It was always like, you know, one team was larger than the other. Um, so there was a lot that we had to do to kind of make up for those poor communications. Um, you know, like putting like all company status meetings on the books. So like everyone saw each other every day um, and doing that at a time that wasn't necessarily the best time for the people um, in the East Coast. Um, but it was like, you know, you you have to forsake some things for yeah. the other people that, that are at a little bit of more of a disadvantage. So you had every day, everybody saw everybody? We did. It didn't uh, up to a certain size. Yeah. And then it became weekly. Was it a stand up meeting or was it? Yeah, stand up. Okay. Yep. What size was the company then? 35. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So 35 people would stop working and then all. It was a quick meeting. It was probably like a 15 to 20 minute meeting. So everybody, everybody said something and everybody said it was what I did yesterday, what I'm doing today. Yeah. um, And any like major announcements. So it was really quick. I like that meeting because I feel like. It gives you an opportunity, first of all, to understand what's going on right. like outside of your sort of narrow yeah. lane in a company. Yeah. Um, but it also just it builds camaraderie and like this feeling of a team, yeah. like everyone working on similar things, sharing ideas. Like I think that that there's no way to kind of quantify this, but it definitely turned into more like Slack conversations like, oh, I heard you say this one thing. Can you tell me yeah. more? Can you show me something? Um, and then I think that just leads to like better communication, better ideas, a lot of things come out of that. So yeah, I, I think that was kind of like a challenge that turned into kind of a benefit in some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I guess on that kind of note, like what are some of the challenges you all find with working remotely? I, I think for us, it's, you know, it's finding the right people. We're very specific in what we're looking for. We're looking for people who are self-starters, uh, people who are motivated, you know, we don't we don't really ever want to micromanage anybody. So looking for people who can kind of take something and run with it. Um, you know, we a lot of times we'll give a test project to someone. So, you know, on the dev side, we'll sort of we'll pair a program through that uh, so we can see sort of like how they're thinking, how they're solving problems what you know, what they do when they run into an issue. Um, Nathan, maybe you can chime in a little bit more on the design and the marketing end and kind of what we do for those people. Yeah, we've done times where we just give people a, a project, and it's usually, a, it's not a real big project, it's maybe a day's worth of work, but they usually have other jobs, so it's something they got to work evenings and everything on, and mm-hmm. we won't, we'll specifically not give them a deadline, and we just kind of say, hey, here you go, here's this project, and then it's, we kind of watch and see, like, do they, how do they communicate with us? Do they yeah. ask when should this be done? Do they just say, hey, I think I can get this done in a few days, I'll get it done over the weekend? Do they ask questions about it? Do they interface with us while they're working on it? You know, and it's just, you can kind of learn a lot about how they work remotely when you give them a project to work on remotely. And then you just see how it goes and how they do without any oversight for that project. Uh, and then we also ask them just a lot of questions, culture questions, especially mm-hmm. in the first interview of, have you worked remotely before? Um, if so, do you like it? What, what problems do you have? How do you set up your day working remotely? Yep. And you can kind of see, you know, why do you want to work remotely? And you learn a lot from their, from their answers to those questions as to, yeah. do you think they can really handle it? And have they handled it before? Have they done it before? Yeah. Uh, it's That's interesting. really interesting to me, too, because I, I do think that, like, when you're hiring for an in, in-person role, is that, is that what you would even call it? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know at this point. Um, <laughs> like, you're certainly 
able to like judge on fit, right? Like yeah. when you're meeting someone in person, like cultural yeah. fit, like mm-hmm. how they'll do. Remotely, it's a little more difficult. Like it, it's difficult to figure out if you're talking to somebody who's going to, first of all, follow through on being a good remote working yeah. employee um, and do the, stu- the, the stuff that they're assigned to do well. Um, but it's also like, how how are you going to communicate when we're not here in person um, and we're leaving you up to to be a self-starter and yeah. to do the things that we, we expect you to do? So I imagine that's got to be I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of risk when when you're hiring. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any things that you do to like try to sort that out or is it a gut feeling? I think it's a couple things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one is one is we pay a lot of attention to the written communication. Mm-hmm. So over emails and, and sometimes we'll invite them to Slack or something to kind of work with us through stuff. Mm-hmm. And you learn a lot about how they communicate there because that's really important when you're working remotely, the written communication to make sure they know how to come across in the right way and yeah. use emojis right. And, you know, <laughs> so, they, so you just know that, uh, you know, they're, you know, they can communicate well. And, um, and another thing is just we one of our first hires was our first remote hire was Aaron. Aaron, yeah. And I. I don't think we did video chat with him. We only did over the phone, which was interesting. Yeah, probably. And we just did over the phone with him. And I remember like being a little nervous, like, I think he's going to be good. But it's like, you don't feel like you know him that well if you don't see them and talk to him. Right. And he turned yeah. out to be fantastic, which was awesome. But then on the future interviews, we always do, we always do Google Hangouts now. Mm-hmm. And that really makes you feel like you know the person. Because I know yeah. then after that, when we hired people... And then they come into town, meet us for the first time. We feel like we already know. We're already them. friends. We're yeah. already friends. I think too the the Google Hangouts where it's a face to face. You you really can. It's it's some of it is that gut feeling, but just by observing them and you know body language and how they're sort of like, are they paying attention to the thing? Do they feel like we're asking dumb questions? Like you can really see how you interact with the person and sort of what their makeup is um, by having that sort of face to face virtually, I guess, but. That makes sense. So once you've hired those people, like, do you have any like practices around managing folks when you bring them in? Like, are there any tips that you would provide around good management? Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing is, you know, it's sort of as the manager is is one like don't let yourself get isolated, you know, leave yourself space to spend time uh, with whoever whoever's new, whoever's just joining, uh, joining on. Uh, But also don't let them get isolated. So you know, we recently just brought on a new de- developer and, uh, you know, for his first, I think, two or three weeks, we pretty much just paired with him uh, through almost everything. So he was able to get good exposure, you know, across all of our different platforms. And uh, he was, you know, was never really left alone. So he always, you know, you feel like you're part of the team and uh, just, you know, it really speeds up a lot of that onboarding process. Other pieces of that are, you know, just I do one on one meetings with with everyone and it just again goes back to what we've been talking about all along with communication where you know the communication is key uh, with remote work so keeping in contact with everyone you know we use uh, good tooling for that Uh, we've got slack we use uh, team gantt we've got comments and documents and sharing through all of that you know it's important to just keep everyone in the loop make sure everyone knows what's going on make sure we're getting facetime uh, whether it's you know virtually or if it's a meetup we'll you know for the dev side, we'll, you know, once per quarter, we normally all get together uh, and spend some time uh, working out. And then occasionally there might be a little like one offs where uh, two or three people get together. Um, it's just, you know, going back to everything we've talked about, it's really important to just have really good communication. I think there were times too when, when we first started hiring a few remote people where John and I were really used to not necessarily communicating a ton during the week. 
but mm-hmm. you know I, we were kind of used to it but other people were like you know hey what's what's going on you know and <laughs> and it was just we knew they were doing a good job and they were working so we weren't doing one-on-ones and um you know and they would ask for more communication it was kind of a little bit of a wake-up call that we had to learn like yeah it is important that everyone knows what's going on and just just for morale and everything to keep that communication going it's a really important thing yeah, I mean that was that was definitely a struggle for me in the beginning of just being so used to having my head down and you know focusing on just what I need to do that uh, you know you sort of alienated some people early on. Suddenly, you have eighteen employees that you need to be in touch with on top of all of the other stuff that you're <laughs> yeah. doing. Yeah. I think that happens to a lot of people in your position, and it's just I think what you're doing well is listening to people, knowing that there are times that they want to communicate with you and just Mm -hmm. making sure that you make the time to do it and make the space to do it. Mm -hmm. I think the meetup is a really important one. That was something that we did back at Happy Cog too. Um, And people always love that. And the way that you approached it with, you know, having part time working together, part meetings or presentation about how things are going. And then also just time to bond and hang out is just like really important because I do think, when you're when you work remotely, you definitely feel the need to be connected to other people yeah. who are working on the same thing. And yeah. that connection doesn't always happen so naturally. Um, so yeah, even helps. over Google Hangouts, like you get to know people, but you don't quite form that bond yeah. that you do mm-hmm. when you spend a week in town with people. And right. And you go, you know jump on trampolines and uh, <laughs> do all kinds of weird, fun things, then you uh, you do. You get to know those people yeah. really well. And yeah. um, and and that, that strengthens the bond for the whole year yep. to know how they communicate over Slack and everything. So I'm going to go back to the question about challenges because I think I have a couple of things to add. So for me, and this is something that I've, I figured out pretty early on. So my, um, my wife works full time and I have two daughters in school. And um, so that meant that there was ki- there was going to be kids coming home in the afternoon at around three thirty every day, which is pretty much like in the middle of the afternoon. Um, there's yeah. still a few hours of work left. Um, so we tried to set up schedules. Thankfully, my wife's job is also pretty flexible in that she goes in early. So I get the kids out and she's usually home at the end of the day to, to get the kids off the bus. But there are days when that doesn't happen. So I'll have a kindergartner stepping off the bus actually now first grader uh oops stepping off the bus and coming in and saying i need you to help me do my homework i have to read to you i'm like oh man i'm right in the middle of something we've been on phone calls when this has happened um and usually you know it's like dad's in his office doing work like try to do something else and they're usually good about it but you do have to kind of like set boundaries you have to work with the people who are in your family and in your house but also people who are just in your circle of friends and family to, to set boundaries as well. Like, you know, I've got parents who live close by who wouldn't mind stopping by in the middle of the day and hanging out for an hour. And they need to know that that can't necessarily happen either, especially if you're on a phone call or yeah. recording a webinar. Right. Like you can't just stop by when I'm doing this stuff. Um, but, so, but Brett still loves you, mom and dad. If you're oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just not when you interrupt. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, so I I think there's that. I think, um, you know, controlling those distractions. I think the other thing for me is like sometimes just because I'm on my own and I don't always have somebody to bounce ideas off of quickly, like I get this feeling of isolation that leads me to feel like maybe I'm not being as efficient. Um, And I think ways around that are 
first of all, I, every morning I wake up and work on a to-do list to make mm-hmm. sure that I've got goals for the day mm-hmm. that are mapping up to long-term goals and so making sure I'm not losing sight of that stuff. I think also just overall like tracking progress on things. Um, I love that we have in Team Gantt an A-team room where everyone's going in every day and updating the work that they're doing. So um, that alone makes me feel like even though nobody's probably reading it, at least like I'm sitting down and saying <laughs> like, do you read them? Awesome. Yeah. Like, um, so you'll notice when I forget to do it, but like doing that is gratifying and that it's like, okay, so here I can map, like here are the things I actually got done today. Like yeah. the things that I did. Yeah. Um, so it's like the opposite of having that to do list, you know, is like hmm. the output of that. History, yeah, um, right. So I think, you know, having some way of reporting on that and just showing that you're making progress tends to make you feel a little bit better about the work that you're doing because you're not in an office and in a space where you might feel like you're being watched yeah. more, if that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what Brett's referring to there is instead of doing a daily stand-up every day, we have a project in Team Gantt where everyone has one task on each day. And we just go in and we leave a comment and say, I worked on this today and tomorrow this is what I'm planning on working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way just everyone sees what's going on. And that was something other people had been asking for. So we put that in place and it is a nice way to keep up on, on what's going on. I like it. It's great too for, for blockers. We'll put that in there as well. Uh, so if I know I'm blocked on something because I'm waiting for somebody else to finish something, it's easy to quickly tag them in the comment and just say, Hey, I'm waiting on, you know, right. this design from Nathan or, you know, we're waiting to hear back from something else. So it's just a good way to really see, uh, and communicate with people if if they are blocking you on something. And we we decided to do that instead of an actual stand up because we are spread across three different time zones, mm-hmm. and it's not like we can say everybody at nine o'clock let's do this because that's nine or ten yeah, or it's eleven, impossible. you know. Yeah, so it, it's worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. So, what are your guys' favorite tools for remote work? Slack. <laughs> I think <laughs> Slack is probably the tool that everyone uses. Um, remotely and universally right um whether you're all located in the same place or not um you know lots of people complain about slack i find it super refreshing how team gantt uses slack having been in other places where slack is just a constant distraction Mm. um i feel like slack is not a distraction with team gantt i don't know how that played out if it's just the way that you guys use it um is the way that everyone else tends to use it Um, But I've been in places where Slack is just like a constant source (laughs) of chatter that's not related to stuff you need to get done. Um, And that's not how it is at all. Um, I also love the Google Suite. Um, You know, we talked about Hangouts. I think Google Docs are amazing for just creating, you know, in in my role particularly, like writing content and getting feedback on it. Um, I think it's great. John, do you have any others? I mean, can I say Team Gantt or is that too... uh... (laughs) All right. Um, So those are all really good resources. We've shared some really good advice already. Um, Are there any other resources you'd like to share with anyone who's interested in in starting remote work or is having challenges with it currently? Uh, Yeah, I think for us, I would echo you on Slack there. Uh, We also use Zoom a lot uh, for screen sharing. Uh, And then the service called AWW, uh, it's a web whiteboard, Uh, just gives us a chance to sketch out a few ideas uh, and then, you know, be able to follow along as well. Uh, so we've talked about a lot of like really great advice and some tooling to help. Uh, anybody have any sort of last, last thoughts on advice or resources 
Uh, that'd be good for anyone who's looking for remote work or maybe looking to get started with remote work. So I think I think we've talked about a lot. I'm not sure how many resources are out there. I think for me, the one book that I think about is uh, Remote by Jason Freed uh, from Basecamp. I think if you're looking for maybe some like out of the box ideas on how to work remotely, how to structure your team, structure your days, um, I think there are some really interesting ideas there. I've talked to a lot of people about it who think that a lot of what that book says is not achievable. Um, but I know that, you know, when I was working at Happy Cog and we were trying to figure out the co-location thing, we took some tips from that book. Um, so I, I do think that there's some, some good practical ideas there. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Time Limit. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback, please send us an email to timelimit at teamgant.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, positive, negative, anything. If you just want to let us know you're listening so we know people out there are listening. Um, let us know uh, if you enjoyed it. Please give us uh, rate us on iTunes and, and leave a review. And let us know what else you'd like to hear about and for us to talk about. And we'll look forward to talking to you again. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you.